Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hello and welcome to Perfect Person, the show where I'm perfect and you're a person. I'm sitting here across from Trevor Everts. Hello. Thanks for, thanks for coming <laughs> on the show, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. This last week, I um, I usually start with something perfect that I did. Okay. That's sort of like the base model. Yeah. The show's about learning. Yeah. Well, I mean, you probably do a lot of perfect things, so it must be hard to pick, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to pick like amongst all this stuff. Yeah. Like what's really good. Yeah. And what's just fine. But you know what it is. What is so it? So I make coffee a lot at home. Okay. Kind of a coffee Part of my culture, part of my identity. Yeah, yeah. And I use distilled water. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So basically, I found that my coffee was tasting bad and I didn't know why. Okay. And then I used some distilled water because my dad recommended it. Mm. And I found that it tasted pretty nice, actually. Nice. It made it a little pure. I think it was maybe the LA LA chlorine in the water. Yeah, the fluoride. The fluoride. The chemicals. The good chemicals. The the chemtrails. (laughs) Yeah, so I sort of took out that chemical and I added it back in after the coffee. Um, But but no, it was really nice. It sort of changed the game for me. Okay. All right. I'm a cereal like Keurig K-cup enjoyer. Um, sure. Like yeah. I have, uh, I, I find that like the coffee spectrum for me, I either want it just as shitty as possible, yeah. like terrible You're right. or really good. I yeah. hate just okay coffee. You want like a fancy coffee that's expensive or you want it to be utility coffee. Yeah. Utility coffee or just like mm-hmm. diner coffee. That's like super watered down. Like I love that just to have like eight cups. Yeah. It's great. I think that coffee is turning a corner. At least it is for me where like, Different coffees serve different purposes. I love to make like a little pour over in my fancy hat, like, you know, little thing. Yeah, yeah. That's great. But I also love a diner coffee or yeah. like a gas station coffee on yes. a road trip. Yeah. And it's like, this tastes like gas. Yeah. This tastes like burnt dog shit. <laughs> yeah. But like, I just need it inside my body. Yeah, exactly. Well, Trevor, thanks for doing the show. I appreciate it. Yeah. Um, you're sort of an internet digital boy. Yeah, I would say so. I'd say so. Yeah. You're kind of a Gen Z me at a different company. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I I feel like I've just become the Gen Z consigliere for retinal link yeah where like they hired me and they're like uh what's that thing that young people do or this is like a young person thing trevor trevor what's this thing <laughs> like uh or josh will just like walk into our office and be like yeah trevor what does riz mean yeah and i'm like i i got work to do i don't know if i can explain it and right just now. in case no one in the room knows what riz is just kind of yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> uh, so Riz is uh, charisma. Act- yeah, charisma. Yeah. It's a shortened version of charisma. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah, I'd say I'm I'm a Riz god. I think you think you're a Riz god. Yeah, I'd say yeah, so. That's sick, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's really sick. Yeah, so first of all, I wanted to just say, um, what is some advice? What's something you've been doing perfectly recently? What's a piece of advice you have for the audience? Because the audience is out there and they're floundering. Yeah. They're drowning. They're underwater. They're trying to figure out how to get it done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're wondering if you, Trevor, have a special piece of advice that's going to change their life. Well, it's hard to say because I think a lot like you. I do everything perfectly. Sure. Um, And... I'm yeah. trying to think recently in this week. What actually one thing I don't do perfectly that I'm trying to work on is sleep. Um yeah. I'm really bad at that because what'll happen is is mm-hmm. I go to work and I I get really tired from working all day and then I get home and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna get a good night's sleep. Sure. And then I play Valor until two in the morning with my friends. Yeah. Um, and then I go to bed and then I go to work and then I get home really tired. And then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna get a good night's sleep. That's and, not gonna happen. And then I get, and you go and you get a little stoned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, that cycle can be flawless, though. It's tough. That so, feeling of being really tired and stoned, and you run one more game of Valorant. Yeah, I've been there, and it's it's heroin. It is. <laughs> it it literally is, and it's like I'm not even having fun. No, I'm just mad. <laughs> I'm just pissed. I'm pissed off. I'm looking at the game, and I'm like, God, this sucks. And I'm gonna yeah. call up my friends. And I'm like, We're doing another one, right? Yeah, <laughs> and oh, it's man. painful. Um, so don't do that. But one thing I did do perfectly this yeah. week uh, is I made toboki. Um, thank little you. rice cakes and yeah. sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a gochujang, gochugaru. If yeah. you don't have gochujang at home, it's yeah. Korean chili paste, and it is just one of the best tasting foods on the planet. And you mm. can just add it to anything. Um, so look up a recipe for toboki. It's really easy to make and try it out. It's is good. it easy to make? Yeah, it's literally. I mean, so I made rose toboki, which is um, basically you just add cream to the sauce to make it like creamier and a little less spicy. But it's literally just like a little bit of broth, gochujang, gochugaru, which is Korean chili flake, mm-hmm. um, some soy sauce, some sugar. And you just add rice cakes and fish cakes to it. I could not be hungrier. Yeah. At this moment that you're describing this to me. Yeah, dude, it's like a 20-minute process, <laughs> and it's so delicious. That sounds really fire. So I had a newborn at the beginning of January. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Uh, so we've been eating, like, lots of – our friends had, like, a meal train. So they yeah. keep bringing us food. Yeah. And uh, honestly, a lot of ramen and stuff like that. Yeah. No, as you said – Toboki. Toboki? Toboki. No Toboki, actually. No Toboki. No Toboki. But, uh, but I did have it once at a street little vendor. Yeah. And then I thought it was nice. That's how it started. It's like a Korean street food. Um, yeah. But then, like, it's one of my favorite, like, just get really hammered in K-Town, and then you put a plate of Toboki in front of me, and yeah. I will eat until my shit is red. Like, it's bad. I'll wake up. <laughs> I'll wake up like the next morning from like a drunk night in K-Town and then I'm just like, holy shit, what did I do to my insides? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, really destroy your insides. I know I miss Korean barbecue. I haven't been back in a little bit. Oh, I love Korean barbecue. It's the fucking best. Just the greatest eating experience. It's so good. Just have like eight Korean beers and then just meet until you sweat. Well, Trevor, the phones are ringing off the hook here. Okay. So obviously we have to go and we have to help these people that are calling in because they need help. What qualifies you as a perfect person here to help the folks that are calling in? Um, Well, you know, as a, as a 23 year old, I feel like I've lived a lot of life. Um, I have a lot of wisdom. Yeah. I have a lot of intelligence. (laughs) Sure. Um, And really, I just think that I've never given anyone a piece of bad advice. Um, I've never not 
told someone something mm. that didn't enrich their life. You've lived a life less traveled. You've sort of done everything that there is to do and you're ready to talk about it. Yeah, I'd say so. At the ripe age of 23. Yeah, yeah. How long have you been working for Enlink? <laughs> uh, three years, yeah. You've been working for them since you were 20? Since I was 20. How yeah. did you, that's crazy. That's yeah. really awesome. Yeah, it was um, it was something like I was just fresh out of culinary school. I'd been working in like this bakery for about a year. That's sick. Um, and I I knew who Rhett and Link were. I used to watch them like back when I was in high school. And I think I just like what video like popped up on my YouTube recommended at like three in the morning one night. And I was like, ah, oh, I like these guys. I'll, go, yeah. I'll do a little throwback. And then I watched and I was like, they do a lot of food on the show. Yeah. I was like, I'm sure they have like a food team. And I think they're based in LA. So I like <laughs> went to their website and found their business email. Um, I didn't know if they had any jobs open or anything. Yeah. It was just like one of those things where I knew I wasn't going to be able to sleep until I did it. <laughs> and so I just like sent me, I was like, Hey, here's a little bit about me. My name's Trevor. Here's my resume. Um, I don't know if you have any jobs, but let me know. And then like a month later, they're like, uh, do you want to come in for an interview? And That's so sick. Three years later, here I am. Yeah. Honestly, I actually know a lot of people that have gotten jobs that exact same way. They're yeah. just like find a business email and email your shit over. Yeah. And like oftentimes that's like enough. Yeah. Shoot your shot. Yeah. Well, as always, everybody, uh, if you like the show, please like and subscribe. And if you love the show, please join us on Patreon where we've extended episodes of every single episode, including this one where we talked about being gamers yes we talked about being gamers but also so yeah. many other things that are super important and um really i mean just a lot of good life advice that you would yeah. never want to miss so. you said your pin number to your credit card yeah and my social security and your social yeah yeah so go to the patreon for trevor's <laughs> social and as always you can call into the show by following the instagram account and we post times on the story when we're gonna have call-in sessions yeah. trevor let's get to the phone lines all right here. i'm ready Hi, my name's Natalia, and I just need some advice because I'm 19, I'm my first year of university, but I'm worried that I peaked in middle school. Like, I'm just not sure anything's going to get better than that. I'm like, mm. did I achieve, like, my greatest achievements in grade eight? Um, <laughs> so if you could call me back, that would be great. Thank you. Trevor, how are you in middle school? Oh, uh, just the the worst. The yeah. most awkward stage of my life. Sure. The yeah. first thing I thought when I heard that is nobody peaked in middle school. Yeah. I think if you peaked in middle school, like you must be really fucked up now. Yeah. No, I don't think I don't think it's possible. Like I feel like for every person ever, that's just one of the most awkward stages of their life. And I think it's almost impossible to peak in middle school. Yeah, like when I think about me, I was like on my tummy in the Barnes and Noble reading manga, like covered in acne with yeah. shoulder length hair. Yeah. And like that, if I peaked there, I would have really had to fall off the deep end. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In order to really do it. But yeah. let's give Natalia a call back here. All right. Hello? Oh. Natalia, you called in because you think you peaked in middle school. <laughs> Hi, OMG, I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for calling back. I'm here with Trevor Everts. Uh, hi. Hello. Hello, Natalia. I, I wasn't ready to get teed up. <laughs> now, uh, Natalia, what's your problem and uh, what's going on? So I think I peaked in like grade eight. Um, <laughs> I'm in my first year of university. I'm okay. a free pharmacy student. Got it. Um, drug dealer. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Future drug dealer. Yeah. But make it legal. Uh <laughs> So I think a lot of it has to do with 
at the end of grade eight, I was diagnosed with cancer. And so my whole high school experience was messed up after that because I was going through treatment. Uh, but now I've been in remission for like two years, so I'm all good, thankfully. Um, and yeah, so in middle school, I was kind of thriving. I was like getting the lead and all the plays and things. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm like, will I ever do anything as good as what I did in middle school? Oh, wow. Because like classes came easily. Yeah. <laughs> I <Yeah>. would like, <laughs> it's just like school came easy. I was getting like top of my class and all of the classes. And then now in university, it's like I'm barely passing. I mean, the first thing off the bat yeah. that I think is you've already done something better than anything you did in middle school, which Absolutely. is beat cancer. Yeah. That's you amazing. Cancer. <laughs> yeah. That's phenomenal. That's like an unbelievably amazing thing that you've done. Yeah. <laughs> so what were the roles that you got in middle school? No, I'm just kidding. That's not my first follow-up question. It is one of them, but it's definitely not the first. Okay. In grade six, I was Nala in The Lion King. Sick, yeah. That rocks. Okay, awesome. Then grade seven, I was Miss Hannigan in Annie. Okay, yeah. And then in grade eight, I was Horton in Susical. Okay, so you were actually like a big theater star. Yeah. Now, uh, first of all, I'm so, so, like, congratulations on beating cancer. That's fucking amazing. And uh, (laughs) the other thing I'll say is like, okay, so you're in university and you're worried that it's difficult in university for you now and so you're worried that, mm-hmm. like, that means that because you're dealing with that now, school is not as easy as it was in middle school, yes? Yeah. Okay, well, first of all, school is easy in middle school. It's, like, <laughs> it's middle school. It's middle school. <laughs> so they're like, okay, everybody, like, let's form a sentence. And then in the university, they're going to be like, all right, everybody, let's focus the fuck up. Like, yeah. We're talking yeah. about Nietzsche. Yeah. Or whoever the hell. <laughs> but like, yeah, no, that's like, I wouldn't worry about, were you popular in middle school? Um, well, I grew up in a small town, so mm-hmm. everyone knew each other. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. And what are, what, so what are your worries that you have now? Cause I feel like you have this, uh, this connection back to middle school, but I actually don't think we can't change your past. Mm-hmm. All we can change is your no. future. <laughs> we can only guide you on the right path. So what are you struggling with in university? <laughs> Almost like not being recognized in a way. Like mm. it's so competitive, my program. And it's like, I know I'm probably not going to be the person getting 100%, 90% it's just unrealistic for me. Yeah. So I think that's the problem. Gotcha. Well, you know what I'll say is in pharmacists, it's actually more important that you have Riz. Am I right, Trevor? Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) So that's going to be better than if you can, like, put the pills in the right place. Yeah. No, you don't have to worry about putting the pills in the bottle. (laughs) Don't even fucking worry about it. You just got to worry about the Riz when you walk up to the counter and someone's like, I need my prescription for Lamictal. And you're like, oh, Lamictal. You're like, like, whoo! You got a little mood disorder, eh? I kind of like that. Yeah. You're kind of being like, oh, okay, I see you. You're just like making people feel valid and yeah, stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, actually, I do have a question about pharmacy school. Do you have a class where you do the thing where you move the pills around on the thing? <laughs> well, not yet because I'm still in first year. Okay. But there is a class. So I don't get to handle any drugs. 
Yeah, interesting. Well, I, I also think that like, look, y- y- worrying about being the top, top, tippy top of your class, I get the com- competitive nature. Like you're going to want to excel. You're going to want to get there. But you also have to remember that like mm-hmm. in school, I remember like when I was young, somebody said this to me and they were just like, "It, we are not on an equal playing field ever. Like yeah. you can work the mm-hmm. same amount as hours of hours as someone else and they can have a way easier time or a way harder time. It's not about the amount of time you put in. We're just like not on even playing fields. Like you could have a million things going on. And by the way, the person who's really, really excelling could be lacking in a million other areas of their lives because that's all they're focusing on. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, if you're like, if you're, if the only thing that's important to you is that you get a hundred percent on a test, other shit's going to fall apart because yeah. you're only focusing on that one element so I would say like, yeah, you know, put your work in, like, you know, do the work and do the part, but also feel good for where you're at. As long as you're not failing and you're like succeeding, basically, you don't need to feel competitive with the top, top members of the class. Cause like at the end of the day, you're going to be the best pharmacist this side of the freaking Mississippi. Yeah. You already beat cancer. That's right. That you, qualified. Like, you you already beat cancer. You. This is all extra cool <laughs> shit. This is all like extra. Yeah. Also, I feel like, you know, college isn't, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Like yeah. you're, you're in your first year. You got three whole years left, yeah, like right. plus the rest of mm-hmm. this year. I mean, as long as, you know, you're putting in the work and you're taking care of yourself and by the end of it, you haven't, you don't have a 2.1 GPA. Oh, the light went out. Miles, uh, as long as by the end of it, you haven't just failed everything you should. Uh, You can't see what's happening, but Miles is dancing right now in the room. Um, Okay. I've seen the podcast where the motion light goes off. Yeah, no, he, okay. He got it. I have it. It usually takes one kick. Um, anyway, I forgot what I was saying, but it was probably very wise and very helpful. It was really good stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, does this ring helpful? I mean, is it specifically schoolwork you're having trouble with or just like you feel like other people are doing better than you and you're worried about that element? Yeah. I think it's like other people. Yeah. You got to keep your eyes on this, on your page, you know, like it's easy to get jealous of how other people are doing in class, but then you just got to remember that like, you're the fucking realest one around. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 (laughs) But like Johnny 100 over there getting hundred percent on the test. He's probably like pretty boring. (laughs) Yeah. He's probably kind of a fucking (laughs) loser. He's probably like a loser for real though. Dude has no friends. He probably sits in his room and plays video games. Yeah. (laughs) Dork alert. Like big time for real. Um, But anyway, Natalia, we hope this has been helpful because it's really been helpful for us. Yeah. Yes, it has. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. You have a fantastic evening. Congratulations on the baby and everything. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. It's been crazy. I have not slept. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, have a good day. All right. Bye, Bye. Natalia. Eating food is something I love to do. (laughs) It's the best part of my day. And luckily, eating better is easy. 
with Factors delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. And let me just tell you, the two-minute window that it takes to get ready is absolutely the thing for me because I'm a busy beaver. Okay, I'm going everywhere. I've got a little son. He goes to bed. I'm exhausted at the end of the day, and I want to eat something yummy. And Factor is there to help me thrive. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Pancakes, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Factor sent me a bunch of meals, and I licked the plate clean. Specifically, the filet mignon and mushroom risotto I found to be delish. Also, they sent me some wellness shots, and I gotta tell you, kicking my day off with a wellness shot, we did one with cayenne pepper. We did one that was like, all that juicy, juicy green stuff, I loved. I thought it was like fantastic and I could not get enough of it. Head to factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 and use code perfectperson50 to get 50% off. That's code perfectperson50 at factormeals.com slash perfectperson50 to get 50% off. Shrimp and cocktail, peanut butter and jelly, These are iconic duos. But what about the iconic duo when it comes to growing your business? That's you and Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling vintage swords or, of course, lovely little clam tarts, <laughs> Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered, baby. No matter how big your business gets, Shopify's there to help you scale and grow while you're selling one clam tart and while you're selling a million clam tarts by the seashore. It's the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklyn, and, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. So sign up for a $1 per month trial at shopify.com slash perfect person, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash perfect person now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash perfect person. If you're selling stuff, then you're going to want to check this puppy out. Were you a good student, Trevor? Uh, I was until I got diagnosed with depression. There you go. That'll put a damper on the school. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I really was like when I, sorry, I'm just taking off my crinkly jacket, my little no. windbreaker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, yeah. I mean, I was a good student. I was like straight A's, like really like teacher's pet. And then junior year of high school, just everything came crashing down. Got like a, probably like a 2.5 GPA. Um, I brought it back up senior year, but I also wasn't being kind to myself. Uh, mm. I, cause I definitely, all of my best friends in school were extremely smart. Yeah. Um, like all really smart. And I always felt like I need to keep up with them. Um, and I definitely probably wasn't as smart as, or I didn't put in as much work as they did. Yeah. I kind of was someone that coasted through. Um, and then I started taking classes like AP physics and just, yeah. you can't really coast through that one. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. I remember they had to move me down from advanced physics to physics. Yeah. Cause I was like, I can totally fucking do advanced physics. <laughs> like everybody check this out. Yeah. And then they were like, yeah, you're like holding the class back. Yeah. But it was because all my friends were really smart. I tell my wife this all the time, but like, she's always like, 
God, like everybody is selling shows and buying houses. And I was like, yeah, it's because you've chosen very, very successful friends. Like, yeah. You're attracted to these people that are successful and magnetic. And, you know, we can't just compare ourselves to those people. That's yeah. like, totally not fair. Yeah, no. I, I actually had a further fall from grace. Instead of getting dropped from AP physics to regular <laughs> physics, I dropped from AP physics to what in our school was the equivalent of shop class. <laughs> <laughs> it was called applied sciences. So oh, I went from yeah. like doing really complex physics formulas right. to like, hey, can you make a Rube Goldberg machine? <laughs> Honestly, though, that's fucking sick. It was great. I think I got a D in that class, too, though, because I never did anything. Yeah, to get a D in shop, Trevor, that's tough. No, um, it, it's funny. I, I literally just didn't want to do any project. I was so checked out at that point, super depressed. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want right. to build any of this shit. I, I actually convinced my teacher. We had to build, like, you know, like the toothpick bridges. Yeah like the whatever balsa wood bridges yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. make them load bearing. Sure. I convinced my teacher to build mine with me. I was like, yo, Mr. Touchstone. I think that was his name. Mr. Touchstone. I think so. Mr. Touchstone sounds like a final fantasy character. <laughs> yeah, he probably was. Um, I was like, yo, what if hear me out? Um, you and I did one together. Cause I think that that would be fun. Yeah. And he was like, okay, I'll do it with you. And then I did no work. And he, he your teacher did the class the for you. Yeah. And then at the end of it, he was like, yeah, you didn't really do anything. So I can't give you a good grade on this. And I was like, that's fair. Like, that's fair, man. Yeah. I'm fucking going out. Yeah. My buddies. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. It is funny. Like sometimes every once in a while I'll have like a flashback to being like, I don't think I did that assignment or like a big assignment that I just yeah. remember like, I think I never turned that in and I guess nothing happened. Like yeah. I'm still here and everything's fine. Yeah. No, I just stopped turning things in and I would like wait until the teacher was like, Hey, are you going to turn that in? And then I was like, I don't know. Do you like want me to? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know. Like what do you want from me actually? Okay. Here's a different one about somebody trying to fuck their mechanic. <laughs> Hi Miles. I'm Jess. I'm 30. I'm pretty recently single. My boyfriend and I have about two and a half years broke up in November, and I've spent most of my adult life in long-term relationships. I've never asked anyone out on a date, uh, never asked for anyone's number, slid into anybody's DMs, nothing. And this wasn't really a problem until today when I went and got my shitty car's oil changed, and the manager and I were vibing. Um, he was really cute, really sweet. I was making him laugh. He was giving me the eyes. They're getting along great. I checked his hand, no ring. Um, and I wanted to ask for his number and I chickened out and didn't. Now I drove away and I'm back at my house and I don't have a reason to get my oil changed for another three months. And mm. can you help me shoot my shot? Is it too late? Did I fuck up because I, because I missed my opportunity and, and didn't ask in the moment? Or can you think of a way that I could maybe somehow go see if he was interested without seeming like a total creep? Um, thank you. Love the show. Uh, and congrats to you and Sarah. Wow. Wow. A public ask out. Yeah. Have you ever asked somebody out in the wild? Oh God. Have I? Uh <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Tell that story. Your eyes lit up no. and then you decided maybe I can't tell that story. <laughs> No, I just forgot because like, here's the thing. I, I have actually like a really bad memory yeah. and I find myself often out in the wild pining. You know, it's sure. like that thing where you're in a yeah. coffee shop, you right. lock eyes with a stranger yeah. and then you immediately picture in your head how you fall in love and sure. stay together forever. Yeah. I, um, I was in a coffee shop one time and 
I was actually meeting a friend there and yeah. it was very, okay. So this whole, this might take a second. I'm going to get through it as quick as possible. Yeah. I was meeting a friend there who I'd previously had like a fling with. Yeah. Um, and then things ended pretty abruptly and badly. Yeah. And she had asked, Hey, do you want to get coffee and like yeah. talk? And I was like, okay. So I went to get coffee. with So I sat at a table with a girl sure. for like an hour, whatever. And I want to just say, if I was casting cool guys who were in a coffee shop, I'd cast you. Go ahead. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so when I first went in, I noticed the like person behind the counter, yeah. um, like the barista was really cute. And then I was like, okay, like, all right. So then I had this coffee. I sat down for an hour. I got up when we got up to leave, I walked out the door and I was like, ah, like, I really want to give her my number. And so I go back inside and I walk up to the counter and I basically was just like, Hey, um, you're really cute. Can I get your number? And she gave it to me. Incredible. And I was like, awesome. This is great. Yeah. I texted her and it was a setup. Her boyfriend was in the coffee shop. He saw it all happen and he like texted me from her phone and was like, hey, buddy, like this is her boyfriend talking. Ew. Fuck off. That's crazy. And I was like. so crazy. Like why? I was like, just say no. Like what? what is the ego of like, oh yeah, I'll give you my number and then like let my boyfriend text you from my phone. Like what, how, how small of a dick do you have to have to be like, yeah, this is her boyfriend. Like lay off. Like I was in a coffee shop and I asked her girl for a number and she gave it to me like dude how insecure are you in your masculinity that you have to text me from her phone yeah, that's bizarre like what's the what is he looking for there yeah i don't know yeah i remember one time i was at a coffee shop um i used to be a barista in new york for a long time yeah uh, for like a couple of years and um i did a thing where i didn't give someone my number yeah and instead of exchanging numbers i just said meet me at this place in a week and it was fucking so good. It felt so good. And then it worked and we met up. But I was like, I was like, hey, like we should, she or she might've been like, we should get coffee sometime or whatever. And I was like, yeah, that sounds great. Uh, but I'm not going to give you my number. Meet me on Thursday at this coffee shop at one. And she was like, okay. And then I didn't have any interaction with her for another week. Yeah. But it was like, it kind of felt cooler than just being like, let's exchange numbers and like see what happens. It was yeah. like, no, we've got a firm date yeah. and a location. <laughs> and it like was a rendezvous. It was a rendezvous. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. I, um, yeah, that's funny. I don't even, the, the guy in the coffee shop, he could have walked up to me when I was in there. Like if he saw yeah. me and was like watching this all go down, like, he like she could have said actually like my boyfriend's here right now or if he was like a tough guy like he was texting like yeah. he could have walked up to me in the shop and been like hey buddy like but also like who cares like what a weird yeah, she could have just been like oh I have a boyfriend that's nice but like yeah so. it was like definitely a thing where they're <laughs> probably both like psychos uh, yeah because I can't imagine like I mean obviously it's because I'm married and have a baby but like <laughs> if someone was in a gut Sarah I'd just be like hey I'm Miles like nice to meet you yeah like, I don't like why would I care yeah I can't imagine caring no. I just can't imagine because it's like if you're so threatened by a total stranger stealing the heart of your lover yeah then like how bad is that relationship yeah that no. you, you're not gonna like have some sort of edge on I situation. might try the uh, the rendezvous thing though I think you should yeah yeah the rendezvous thing is really nice yeah that's kind of genius yeah 
That's like ominous almost. Yeah, it's it just adds a little flavor. Yeah, adds a little spice. Yeah, a little spice. We're gonna meet. <laughs> meet me at the bridge at dawn. <laughs> Three a.m. Yeah, behind this alley. Three a.m. Be behind the Seven Eleven. Bring a knife. Be there <laughs> and bring a knife. I'm gonna put you through a series of trials. Anyway, let's call this person back and help them fuck their mechanic. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Hello. Oh. You called because you want to bone your mechanic, and we are here to help you. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Miles, thank you so much. I need your help. What do you got for me? Well, first of all, I'm here with Trevor Everett. Hello. That's his catchphrase. Oh. Now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for, so we've heard your conundrum, and it sounds like you saw a mechanic. A mechanic? You said manager, but it was the manager of the oil change of the Jiffy Lube. Yes, yes, because my car is shitty, and I was awesome. trying to be responsible and get my oil changed, yeah. and then they changed the battery, and it started bouncing. And they had to call him from his lunch break. I already thought he was cute. And they had to call him from his lunch break, and he had to leave and come look at my bouncing car. Incredible. And so he's the, he's the manager, but that's how we ended up talking. So you <laughs> talked, and you felt like there was flirtation there. I'm going to need a little bit of evidence on the flirting. Okay, eye contact. He was looking at me a Huge. lot. Yeah. I was making him laugh. He loves you. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I don't know. because This is the okay, one for so you. Don't let this person Stop slip through right. your fingers. Stop it right now. No, don't put that much pressure on it, Miles. I haven't even slid into anyone's DMs. Don't make it seem like he's the love of my life. Jeez. No, but I think <laughs> One that, thing at a time. I think you should live your life such that every person could be the love of your life. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. Look like when you ask Sarah if she's a little snack monkey or whatever, and then That's look how right. that worked out. I did. You're meet, right. I did you're meet right. my wife at a party at a snack table, and she was eating <laughs> snacks. And I said, "You're a little snack monkey, aren't you?" Which is like a bad line, but it fucking it worked. It worked so well. We had a baby. W Riz. Yeah, unbelievable Riz. Um, but here's what I'll say. I think that, like, first of all, it sounds like the flirting is on. It sounds yeah. like you've got the flirting train covered and you have a shitty car, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. <definitely. laughs> Sorry, yeah, that wasn't me casting judgment. You said that. <laughs> you said that. <laughs> I'm, I'm 30 and it's my car from high school. Oh, that rocks. Okay. Honestly, if I, if I could have the yeah, car that yeah. I had in high school right now, I would. I miss it. Yeah. There's a red Volvo station wagon. And <laughs> I miss her every day. <laughs> but um, I do think that you should go back in and you could go with under the guise of like, oh, like my windshield wiper is frozen. There's so many things. No, okay. Yeah. Here, two really easy ones. Coolant, okay. Huge. Coolant. Yeah. Nobody ever gets their coolant changed, so you probably need a coolant change Damn anyway. Right. Yeah. And then literally. You don't think they checked that? Yeah, but even if they don't did, they you could everything? just be like, hey, I'm so sorry. I wanted to rem What type of coolant did you use so I can know for next time? Yeah. Yeah, I was just driving oh, by. You know what? And you <gasps> Oh, they wanted me to change my air filter and yeah. it was out of stock. Damn right. So I could go back. You and have be the like, end. Hey, I was wondering yeah. if the air filter was back in stock. Also, by <sighs> the way, yeah, you can do all of this. You can jump through the hoops. You can yeah. create like a, a, a big uh, orchestration, or you could just go back and be like, hey, 
I'm so sorry that you, I had to pull you off your lunch break last time. Can I buy you lunch tomorrow to make up for oh, it? Oh, that is W Riz. <laughs> that is W Riz. Hold on. Scratch everything. Scratch everything. Scratch the fucking air filter. Scratch the coolant. <laughs> scratch the windshield wiper fluid. Key That's the move. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. He did tell me what days he's off. Oh my, oh my God, God. Like he wants like, to bone this you. This is so on. I don't even know why you called. I know, and I was so mad at myself afterwards. There was like, like I thanked him at the end when he's finally walking away and there's like extended eye contact. And I'm like, he's not going to ask me because he's a manager and I'm a customer right now. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. He seemed really good at his job. And I was watching him all work when I first was playing and waiting. And I was like, before I even thought he was that cute, I was like, that guy's really good at his job and he seems so caring with the customers. He seems like a good dude. Like, and then he was so nice to me and I, I wanted, I, I, I was like, I need to ask cause he's not going to ask me cause he's manager. And I was so close and I didn't, I'm so mad at myself. Okay. But thank you for the validation. Cause I really have very little experience with this. So I need somebody to gas me up and tell me that, that he was into it too. So I, yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'd consider myself a flirting expert. Yeah. And Trevor, yourself? Mm. 100%. <laughs> yeah. No, there's so much electricity here that I'm starting to get horny. <laughs> You're getting some runoff. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting some, <laughs> some aftershock yeah. horniness. Some secondhand horniness here. Secondhand horniness. You're welcome. I'm getting secondhand horny yeah. off of your story about this Jiffy Loop. <laughs> Oh my God. That's funny. I think that, yeah, like it seems totally on, but by the way, there's nothing better than a flirt in the wild like this. Yeah. Like that is huge. I know. Mm. I know. Not like at a bar, like where you're like looking for it when it just happens. It was really nice. I'll Even say if nothing comes from it. It was really nice. 10 times out of 10. I'm taking flirting at a Jiffy Lube over flirting at a bar. Yeah. Flirting at a coffee <laughs> shop or a Jiffy Lube or a bookstore yeah. or a fucking Barnes and Noble airport airport. Dude, airport flirting, crazy. Because you know you're never going to see that person again, (laughs) and you can just be insane. And it's like, I like your shoes. (laughs) And they're like, "Mm," and it's like, ooh, and then you got to get on your flight. Like, is that a tomb (laughs) carry-on? Is that... <laughs> nice rolly bag. <laughs> That's awesome. Are you in the B boarding group? You, is that an AirPods Max? <laughs> Let me buy you a $12 airport beer. <laughs> Let me buy you an AirPod Pro from the Hudson News. That's so funny. Yeah. But I just find that, yeah, flirting. Oh, man. Travel flirting is really a huge thing, though. Yeah. Anytime you're traveling to the airport or you're like at a fucking bus. Yeah. <laughs> Bus. I've never bus flirted. <laughs> Flirting on the bus. I mean, it's got to be very casual. Yeah, it's like sort of eye contact, and then you look away so yeah. as to not look too like yeah. weird. Yeah, you've yeah. you've always got to be sitting. It's like they're on the opposite side of the bus from you. Yeah, and then you're opposite from them, but like two seats over. That's yeah. like the optimal position. <laughs> Because the because if you're straight across from them, you could you you could pass off like occasional eye contact. Yeah. Is, oh, we're just across from each other. But For if sure. you're a couple seats away, then it's like oh, it's obviously intentional, but yeah. not in a weird, creepy way. No, I would always be terrified. Ooh. I'd be like, I'm making this. I'm making like gesture. <laughs> pause for 10 minutes because I didn't want to go <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I was like, I don't want to come off like some creepy weirdo that's yeah. like making advances on the bus. Yeah. But I'd be like, because I took the bus a couple times in New York City because in order to get across town versus like up and down, you have to take the bus 
uh, if you're near Central Park. And I yeah. used to live way uptown. So I would be like on the bus or whatever. And it's like, oh, or so subways too. But you have to be so careful because it's like, I definitely don't want to be a fucking weirdo on the subway. Yeah. So I'd like look at, I'd like kind of be like, looking away for fully 20 minutes. <laughs> like, like small occasional yeah, side yeah, like eye, small little glance and pause <laughs> full freezing them out for yeah. a while. And then it's like, I'd look back and if they're still looking at me, that's great. And then I would also do one where like, sometimes I kind of like, like kind of do like a flirty look and then it'd be like, no, I'm actually just looking around. Like, <laughs> like kind of, Oh, my gaze is actually just floating around the room. Yeah, I'm not necessarily looking at any one particular person. Yeah. yeah. That's a nice little handrail over there. Yeah. Ooh, graffiti. <laughs> mm, that's fun. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think you should go back, uh, to the mechanic and, um, say that you should take him to lunch because that's how you're going to get it. Yeah. How many days do I wait to do that? Go today. Go today. Yeah. <laughs> do I go back immediately? Go back immediately because yeah. it's fresh on your mind. Yeah. I was just driving by to go to Jimmy John's to pick up my sub. Yeah. But make sure you have an event, a big backstory so he doesn't think you're lying. It was a tuna melt. <laughs> yeah. And I was going to get chips. Yeah. <laughs> I decided to opt out of the lettuce. <laughs> I didn't want <laughs> Which I know what you're thinking. <laughs> the, the lettuce would get all hot on the yeah. tuna melt. <laughs> <laughs> and we don't want that. Hot tuna. Hot yes, tuna. That, that, these are great tips. You yeah. are the pro. <laughs> but I do think that, yeah, you should go back today or tomorrow um, just to make sure that, you know, some other customer doesn't. He knows I live across town. He knows it's like a like a 25, 30 minute drive. Worth the drive. That's intentionality. We talked about it. For love? Yeah. That is worth it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. You are going right. to marry right. this person. <laughs> Plus stable job. We're always going to need mechanics. Damn right. And he's a manager. He's probably got great health insurance. I'm sure he's that's unionized. Hell yeah. Like, he's that's a catch. He's going to be working at Jiffy Corporate within the year. Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyway, get out there, do some flirting, and go buy this guy lunch. All right. Will do. Thank you so much. All I right. really appreciate it. You're amazing. Thanks for calling in. Bye. Bye. Wow. Yeah. Important call. It's very important. I mean, every it's like I I heard the original message and I was yeah. like, okay, it seems like mm -hmm. there's some energy. And then every yeah. next detail, I'm like, holy shit. It's how did so you guys long. not fuck in the break room? Yeah. Like it's yeah. so, I think that oftentimes people will actually call in because they're just like, hey, am I misreading things? And it's like the most obvious, like, am I misreading things? He grabbed my hand and said, I love you. Yeah. Do you think we should go on a date? And it's like, yeah. Yeah, like, maybe. If you sense chemistry out in the wild, yeah, you, you can press go. Yeah, one hundred percent. You can press go. You can collect the two hundred. <laughs> um, we got one more call here uh, from someone. Hi, Miles. I had just recently got together with my girlfriend, and I am five years younger than her, and I'm a little apprehensive of uh, meeting her friends. I'm not. Um, <gasps> I'm not like I don't want to. I'm just a little scared. I don't want to seem like a stupid, immature little kid. Um, and yeah, I know I'm going to be here fun soon. I'm going to have to, um, any advice on that? How to seem cool, nice first impression, all that fun stuff. Thanks, Miles. Well, it's good that she called mostly the pretty much most mature guys ever. Yeah. Yeah. Very definitely <laughs> the most mature guys ever. How do you seem like a big adult? That is kind of impressive and cool, you know? The only way that I know how to seem like an adult mm -hmm. is from a purely business perspective. 
like, okay, and to be clear, when I am Have on a briefcase, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, really, it all just comes down to emails. Like, I am capable of sending yeah. the most professionally worded, like, makes me sound like I'm like 45 years old sure. in a corner office kind of email. Yeah. Uh, but everything else I do, it, completely childish. Yeah. Yeah. Very juvenile. Juvenile. Yeah. Honestly, I have to, I am not good at that. I feel like I'm constantly taking out my exclamation points from my emails. Yeah. I like have too many. It's (laughs) like, okay, I can't have an exclamation like, hi, Trevor, exclamation point. What's going on? I got to like cut it out. Like it's too much. I do that too. Um, But I, if I get like a specific email that I'm like, all right, I need to be professional. Like I know the lingo. Like I can, I can put it in there. I'm like, well, like if we could circle back to this in the future, I think that would be beneficial to all parties involved you know kind of stuff yeah you're dropping circle back yeah i'm dropping (laughs) circle back dude (laughs) all right let's give this person a call back please leave your message okay well this person didn't answer their phone they're on D D. maybe they're with the friends right now yeah they might be with the friends right now or with the girlfriend or with the girlfriend and you know what i'll say i'll give a quick hit advice i'm ready okay so i am uh six years younger than my wife okay and so I met her older friends. When we met, I was 24. Yeah. And she was 30. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I was very intimidated. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, they're going to be older and whatever. Yeah. And the thing I've found is that after you're, like, 23, 24, age is just whatever. Yeah. It all, excuse me, my big burp. It all becomes the same thing. It's yeah. like her friends, like, are were also in industry, too, especially when you're in, like, creative professions. It's yeah. like everyone's kind of doing the same stuff. Yeah. And, like, the veil of emotional maturity is just, like, oh, are you, like, present in conversations and able to, like, listen to people and be empathetic? And, like, that's really the only gauge of maturity that matters. Yeah. I feel like it's not, like, as long as you are hanging around people that are cool, like, like if you know, if you're meeting someone's friends, like, they're cool friends, the only thing that matters is if you're, like, you know, just a little bit charming and kind. Exactly. Like, you just have to be able to hold a conversation. It doesn't matter how stupid you are, because I'm extremely stupid and childish. (laughs) And I meet people all the time that I would consider more mature, but I've never had a situation where people have been like, God, that guy is so fucking annoying or just, I hate him. It's always just like, it's always a fun time. Yeah. Well, I think it's like the bad thing to do would be to take a big swing. Yeah. Like to be like, like trying to be super funny and, 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 and like, in a crazy way. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, just be kind of like a little more subdued. If, if you're, if you lean that way, but lean a little more subdued, if yeah. you lean a little more subdued, try to even that out. Yeah. Just like, don't be a shitty person. Yeah. Don't be like shitty or like combative. Yeah. I find that sometimes my, I cannot stand this, but like people who get, sometimes people, when they get nervous, they will, um, uh, what's their compensate by being like combative? Yeah, like antagonistic. Yeah, and I'll be like, oh yeah, I like went and had this really nice like tomato sandwich or whatever, and they'll be like, oh tomatoes, I hate tomatoes, I hate. and it's like, what's up? Like, yeah. what's going on? Dude. Why are you doing <laughs> a sandwich? Yeah, it's like this Chill. does not matter. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why we're talking about this? Yeah, but I think that yeah, that's generally like that's generally the keys to being liked. Yeah, be agreeable. Yeah, I don't really have any opinions that I wouldn't. Go 180 on. No, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm very agreeable. Yeah. I'm very like, I, I will f- belly up. Just yeah. Fold. A hundred percent. Especially if it's in a situation where like, cause sometimes I'll meet someone and they're like an asshole, but like, yeah. I do not want to get into it. And so it's like, I'm just going to like be quiet <sighs> and just let you be a 
piece of shit, whatever. Yeah. And I'm just going to try and exist as far away from you as I can in the setting until I never have to see you again. A hundred percent. I like that one's tough for me. When you encounter someone in the wild, it's just like, man, you suck so much. Yeah. It's hard for me. Like, on repeated offense to not at least just give them what they're giving back to me. Yeah. I like, because it's just like, man, you're a ruin in the mood. Like, yeah. So it's just really like, yeah, like being combative or just like being a, contra a contrarian for yeah. sort of seemingly no reason. Yeah. I can't handle that. Yeah. I'm very thankful. I feel like most of like all of the friend, like kind of circles that I have, like yeah. there's never been a situation where someone who is regularly a part of the group is just annoying as fuck, of but course. they like are still a part of the group. Like I'm very thankful to have friends that are always very chill and like never, never run into any issues like and that. And you're sort of a cool Gen Z influencer kind of going to yeah, Jake Paul's you could bat mitzvah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's what I do on the weekends. He has a lot of them. <laughs> He's got one every weekend. Yeah, a lot of people don't know that. Uh, well, Trevor, uh, that leads us to our final segment of the show. Okay, a segment that we end every show with. Okay, a segment we like to call "Get Real." Not to be confused with the brand "Be Real." <laughs> I named it before the app came out. <laughs> Is it time to get real? It's time to get real. Okay. Okay. Um, this is a segment where we force a genuine moment in an effort to learn more about each other and ourselves. Okay. Uh, and, um, we'll just sort of let the piano music flow. Is this going to continue on the whole time? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was waiting for you to click the button. Nope. No. Okay. Ooh, it's sorry. on. And All in right. fact, at one point it's going to turn off and I'm going to have to click it again. <laughs> but I guess a question for you. So you're obviously, um, uh, you're sort of a cool young person in Holly Weird. Yeah. You know, cool getting out is, there. Cool is a subjective term, but yeah. You're wearing very cool clothes. You got a cool style. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. You're kind of a cool guy, yeah, I think. Thank you. And I mean that genuinely. I don't, I'm not making fun of you. Um, I, uh, my question actually for you is, is there an event in your life that you feel like defines you as a person that you don't discuss very often? or a moment that you feel like is something that's very important to you uh, that you hold close to like that being an identity defining part of your existence? Um, yeah, I, okay. Well, do I have like a second to think? Yeah. Take okay. A second, take all a right. Second. All right. That's tough. <laughs> <laughs> the music is helping. The music is helping. An identity defining moment. Sure. There was, um, yeah, so I, I briefly mentioned it earlier yeah. um, about how I was depressed in high school. Yeah. And <clears throat> when I had started to, <clears throat> well, I actually didn't really deal with it until like four months ago. I finally really? like saw like, because I had like gone in and out of therapist, didn't ever really get better, wasn't taking steps. And I ended up seeing a psychiatrist yeah. and getting like fully like assessed and diagnosed and got put out on a mint put on a medication that's been like really working a lot and I've yeah. loved. So like literally over the last like three months, I have seen just the most drastic change I've ever seen in my mental health. That's amazing. Um, which is amazing. But back when I was in high school, when I was a junior, when all this started happening, I didn't know how to deal with it and yeah. I was immature 
and um, I was, you know, going through puberty, all that stuff, and I didn't want to admit that anything was wrong with me, and that just led to me being, like, a really shitty person. Sure, yeah. um, Like, I was just a dick to, like, all of my friends, mm-hmm. and I was just, like, pushing people away, and I was yeah. like, no, nothing's wrong with me. Like, I'm just tired, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm fine, and and... There was kind of a moment, I would say, like, sometime, like, during my senior year afterwards where I realized how much of an asshole I was being. Sure. And I <laughs> and I realized um, in that moment, I was like, I was being unkind to people, not because they deserved it or not mm-hmm. because they'd done anything to me, but because of, like, something, like, the things that I was feeling inside myself and whatever feelings of like worthlessness or loneliness or not being loved, like all those feelings that I had inside me led me to outwardly just be um, unkind to people. And from that moment forward, I kind of just flipped this switch where I was like, I want to always be kind to people and I want any interaction that I have with someone to make them feel like they're valued and loved because you never know what someone's going through. You never know how someone could be feeling on a particular day. And until someone gives me a reason to not be like, until someone gives me enough reasons to be like, okay, you're just a piece of shit. Like, I don't care about you. I just always want to treat people like with kindness. And I've been like trying to do that ever since then where like, I just don't, you know, I don't ever want to be a dick. Yeah. Like I've known a lot of dicks and assholes in my life and like I know how that can make people feel. And I know from (laughs) being in that place where I don't feel loved, like even just the smallest little thing can have the biggest effect. So um, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. So just like having a very small, kind interaction, like that can mean the world to someone. And so I guess I just always want to be doing that. Um, And so that's kind of like that was like a defining moment for me Um, was just kind of that realization and that switch flipping. I love that. That's a fantastic answer. I think that totally makes sense. I've said this before in the show. Uh, our listeners to the show will know that my brother died when I was 17 years old. He yeah. was sick for a lot of high school. He had cancer yeah. um, from like my sophomore year of high school on um, through the end of high school. Yeah. And um, I often, I totally relate to the idea of being like, I don't want to admit that something's wrong. And yeah. therefore, I'm like taking out whatever feelings I'm having on other people. And I, I had a similar realization of just like, oh, like I, I, my realization was more just being like, okay, I'm having this huge problem that feels so global and so enormous. And yeah. when a friend is telling me that like they're upset because somebody doesn't have a crush on them, yeah. it was hard for me to relate. But then I think I did have a breakthrough just being like, no, like I can't be pitting this against that. Like this, that yeah. problem is big to that person. It doesn't yeah. matter if I have quote unquote a bigger problem yeah yeah and I have to show empathy to those people because like that's what they're going through yeah and everyone has stuff and I think that going through um a big you know grief experience made me feel more empathetic to everybody yeah not less I think that's some and it seems like you've done the same where going through an experience of yourself that you had to have this kind of growth and this realization gave you more empathy than less. I yeah. Think that that's really valuable. Yeah. It definitely like taught me what empathy was and what it meant to be empathetic. And I'm yeah. very thankful for that. 
Yeah. Um, because who knows how it would have turned out if I just became a douchebag. Yeah. Shadow Trevor. Shadow Trevor. Yeah. That would have been, that would have been rough. But you know what I'll say is that I feel like actually you are in our, <laughs> we haven't had that much communication between each other, but in your messages and stuff like that, you are a very gracious communicator. Oh, thank you. Yeah. You're thank very you. like, Hey, like good to, great to see you. Yeah. Or just, you are very like, um, yeah, you're giving and receiving positive vibes. Oh, thank you. Yeah. That's, that's what I want. So it's good to have that, <laughs> that affirmation. Oh, that I don't just come across as like, <laughs> oh, this guy's going to be a dick. Oh, obviously, you know, yeah. but no. Um, well, anyway, Trevor, uh, that's the show. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This has just been the most fun. I mean, I'd be down if you want to just like run it for six more hours. Yeah, I we'll just kind of run. Yeah, yeah we'll I could stick around. Yeah. yeah, I love that. <laughs> um, uh, do anything to plug? Uh, where can people find you if they're interested in hearing more Trev? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you can find me on socials at Trevor Everts. Um, it's just my name, no dashes or anything. And then I am also over on Mythical Kitchen on YouTube. Same. I cook some silly food over there. And, some silly Food. Also, occasionally on GMM, but yeah, it's all the stuff. If you go to my socials, it's all in the bio yeah. and whatnot. It's all in the bio. Oh, everybody. also my Twitch. Twitch. I, we were talking about streaming. Twitch. Yeah, the Twitch is also Trevor Everts. Yeah. So if you want to watch me be uh, dumb and high on the internet live <laughs> on air, find me there. It's a good stream title, honestly. Yeah. Me dumb and high on the internet live. <laughs> um, uh, well, everybody, go follow Trevor or check out your stuff. Um, and as always, remember that. No matter what your struggles are, perfection is only a call away. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast. <laughs>